Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea, welcome back to another amazing, mind-blowing episode of the Blind Leading the Blind podcast. My name is Chris. I'm Mike. I'm almost afraid to say my name after that build-up. I mean, now it's got to be scintillating and spectacular and <laughs> scrumdillicious out here. Oh, it will be. It will be. Oh, yes, it will. Yeah, yeah. We are certainly glad that you've uh, chosen to spend a little bit of time with us here this week. This is the belated Memorial Day edition. We took Memorial Day off. Yes. Sue us. And so this is like three, On four second days thought, later. Don't sue us. Yeah, no, go or go right ahead on. I mean, you, you know. You can sue him. Don't sue me. Blood, turnip, just go for it. Um, <laughs> pickled beets? Oh, that'd be good. Uh-huh. Mm, I like pickled beets. Anyhow. Okay. I'm sorry I drifted on the pickled beets <laughs> thing for just a minute. But now I am back and fully aware that we are in the spacious confines of the lovely grayness of Studio B in the basement of B Ministries in Marion, Ohio. Sunny downtown Marion, Ohio. Sunny and somewhat warm today. It was 92 degrees outside today, and I was laying landscape speakers. Were you now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lovely. You were cooking. For sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mr. Wilson. Yes. Suppose someone wanted to get a hold of us. How might they do that? Well, probably the easiest way is to take me by the hand and lead me where you want me to go. <laughs> However, um, mm-hmm. um, if you'd care to do that uh, in, in one of the interwebs, uh, then you do that at the Book of Faces. That is one option. First name, blind leading, all one word. Last name, the blind, all one word. Perhaps on another one of the webs of the intersums. Intersums? Intersums, there might be another method. Wow. Uh, yeah, if you want to send us an email, the email address is blindpod at gmail.com. That's B-L-I-N-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. There we go. And I promise tomorrow I will look at them. Speaking of responses from people. Yes. A uh, little housekeeping. Okay, do it. A couple of episodes back, uh-huh. you had uh, sent something out. In question form on an episode uh-huh. having to do with uh, mushrooms uh-huh. and re- reform the the questioning because I don't really remember. Something about a guy was talking about mushrooms and chemicals and he yeah. shut up because he was scared. Yes. Uh, Matt Stinnett, I think. Stett, okay. But he was on the Joe Rogan show. Okay. Um, you know, and Joe Rogan, you know, he likes the drama. And he likes mushrooms. Yeah, that's a true. Lot. Yeah, um, <laughs> and any other psychedelics. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a weird one. Yes, that guy. He is. Yes, he is. Uh, some significant head drama there, perhaps from the from know. all the years of uh, martial arts. Yes, yes. So, so anyway, um, in the family of, of of compounds called hydrazines, particularly portobello mushrooms. Um, have a particular form of this. It's uh, a, a garazine, I think is what it was, if I remember correctly. Um, don't quote me, but you can, because it's okay. Um, and these compounds are, one, carcinogenic. They're used in rocket fuel. Um, hydrazines are, and the manufacturer of rocket fuel. And evidently, uh, this guest, uh, when prodded to go further into an explanation of why these things are so dangerous, he uh, shut up quickly, said, well, I would 
fear for my life if I told you. I would, I would be afraid that I would be not alive, basically. Did we have a response we in did. that? We did. Uh, so you, you were talking about hydrazines and ag- agrazines. Agrazines, okay. Um, uh, and what this person responded with was that um, scientists, the science community and scientists uh, have essentially been blacklisted uh, or forbidden on speaking about what the side effects of those two chemicals right. are. Right. Now, the side effects that I understand are like dizziness. Sure, sure, sure. Lower GI stuff. Perhaps there are more. Well, that, that would be the, the assumption, is that um, they do some other things that big government does not want you to know about. Such as, such as. Well, nobody knows. They're not allowed to say. Because well, I haven't found anything. <laughs> exactly. I did, I, did some digging. I couldn't find anything. Exactly. So, yeah. There you go. We still don't know. We still don't know. The saga continues. The question is open for further research. <laughs> um, all right. So, first up, right off the rip, exciting as always. <gasps> By the way, before we start, one little announcement. Sure. Tomorrow's the last day of school. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, how about that, Matt? Kids are done. All right, Mr. Wilson, dead report me. Oh, my. A couple of significant ones. Uh huh. At least as far as, you know, because I'm old and I remember. Well, you're going to remember. I'll just, remember. Just in the last day or two, Ed Ames passed away. Why do I know that? I know that, the but why Ames, do I know that? Okay, first off, musically, the Ames Brothers were a popular kind of adult pop singing group in the 60s. Adult contemporary. Yeah, sort of. And then Ed Ames uh, played a character on the Daniel Boone show. Ah, yes. Ed Ames was Mingo. Yeah, Mingo. Yep, Daniel Boone. Yep. Interesting yeah. that, that you would bring up Daniel Boone. That's why? very interesting. Anyway. Well, I love Daniel Boone. I think that's, yeah. Well, I've been recently listening to a series, podcast series. Oh, really? About Davy Crockett. Oh, okay. And very often people confuse the two, um, Daniel Boone and Davy Crockett. Um, Davy Crockett was the king of the wild frontier. True story. Daniel Boone was a man. A big man. <laughs> well, and that's what uh, this person asked a lot of people in public. Like, what do you know about right. Davy Crockett? And a lot of them were like, well, he was a big man. I remember he was. And it was like people just confused in their mind, the two, because yeah. they're two frontiersmen. Right. And uh, and they I, both had TV. There were TV shows featuring sure. both of those, um, characters, those people. Yeah. Sure. Uh, what's really interesting is that, uh, I, don't, I don't know how many people would know this, but Davy Crockett, actually was uh, celebritized in his own time. Yes. And he was uh, held political office mm-hmm. uh, in Congress. And uh, anyway, sorry, it's just funny that you brought up Daniel Boone because I've been perforating my ear holes with that for several <laughs> several weeks now. Good, yeah. Davy Crockett, you ought, you ought to look at his political career and the, uh, the tussle that his, he had with Andrew Jackson in Tennessee. Yeah. It's uh-huh. amazing. Yeah. His, his whole life is just nuts yes just nuts yeah anyway um yeah so ed ames 95 he also had alzheimer's i understand okay so that was uh difficult i'm sure for the family 
And then the other recent death. Um, Tina Turner <coughs> has passed away. Yeah, I heard about I'm that. I'm sure that most everybody has at this point heard about it. Yeah. Um, but I, I just want to memorialize it. Greatest um, hair ever. Yes. Yes. And, and an <coughs> attitude, a stage attitude. Um, uh, Janis Joplin um, mentioned on the Dick Cavett show. I watched this. I mean, I, I didn't see the show when it was on, but I saw it. <laughs> I was alive, though. I'm sure you were. I was very much alive. Anyway, um, but Dick Cavett asked uh, Janis Joplin, who was her favorite singer. And without pausing, she said Tina Turner. And she went to describe, you know, amazing voice, great performer. Da, 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 and Dick Cavett goes, this is how early this was. Dick Cavett goes... Would you be surprised to know that I have no idea who that is? And Janice Joplin went, yeah. And then she said, it's the Ike and Tina Turner Review, because that was still a thing then. Uh-huh. Um, Ike, well, you know. Ike's Ike. He put it, <laughs> what she said was like, well, he, he put it together, but she's the show. And that's absolutely true. Amazing woman. Um, just, yeah. Didn't she move to Sweden? Uh, Switzerland, I believe. Switzerland. Um, she just got tired of the nonsense. So she was neutral. In the U.S. <laughs> and she liked chocolate. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but she um, she actually passed away in Switzerland. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Kind of, yeah, kind of not cool. Eh. Well, you know, whatever. Like, you know, like your your aunt died. Your old, the old wonderful, everybody loves her aunt. Uh-huh. Sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right. There we go. I think that is really all the significant people that have rung down the curtain and joined the choir invisible. <laughs> the choir invisible. Yes. All right. <clears throat> well, that's Dead Report. There we go. <laughs> wow, he was done. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hit that still, button right now. I'm still getting past, you know, <laughs> Tina Turner. And, I'm kind of over it. Um, Tina Turner was great. As far as 80s people go, Yeah, Tina Turner is good. You know how I feel about 80s music. I know. I dig me some Tina Turner there. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess that means that up next is... <gasps> news. News, news, news. We usually lead with sports news. Sports news. Yep. Spurts nears. Well, next Tuesday, the bee manatees have a doubleheader. <laughs> sea cows. What sound does a manatee make? I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to find that out. I still think... I keep wanting that, to make whale noises. <laughs> I still think that the fans should bring heads of lettuce and throw them out on the field during games. Oh, my gosh. Because that's what you feed manatees. I, I don't know how many people would get that reference. I would, and I would enjoy it, so... That's right. all that matters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would enjoy it, too. Yeah. The uh, Cincinnati Reds, by the way, are two and a half games out of first place, riding a five-game winning streak. streak. Merrill Streep? Merrill Streep. <laughs> yeah, there's a rabbit in the stew. Oh. Wow. Oh, you probably didn't see the movie. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I appreciate the reference, nonetheless. Okay. Yeah, yeah, put a little rabbit head in your stew. It'll freak people out. Um but yeah, they're uh, they're two and a half games out. Got one more, I think, tonight with the Red Sox. They've already won the series, won the first two games, swept the Cubs already, and then we go to Milwaukee, who is in first place. 
So, yeah, this will be a series. I, I don't know where my Braves are sitting, but I just keep seeing things where they win. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what they're doing. They're three and a half up. Okay. On the team whose name shall not be mentioned. Yes, yes, we shall not mention their name. Um, all right, cool. So that's baseball. That's about the only sport going on right now. What do you mean? This week is the women's college softball World Series. Apologies. Yeah. If, if you I don't want, follow. I know. <laughs> I don't follow during the season, but when they get into the, you know, the regionals sure. and all that. This is, the, I will tell you that this is the highest level of passionate, competitive intensity that you will see. I mean, I, bel- I have watched a lot. Yeah, you, and I think you've seen in, a lot of softball. Intensity here with this, with with the girls playing fast pitch, it is more than it. It more than rivals the World Series in baseball. <clears throat> really? Yes, they are much more. I mean, I don't doubt that. Emotional and passionate. And there was <clears throat> sure. a pit, pitcher over the weekend. Her team won, and it was an it was a tight, intense game. This pitcher was on. You could see her face. She was just feeling every moment. She got the third out, and she looked, and the next thing you know, tears running down her face. She just let it out, all that emotion. And that was what was, that's part of what makes this fun. These girls really do, that's, they're a team. Yeah. It's, and that's, they they learn that because they spend summers as a member of a team. Yeah. That's their summer. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's still going on. Now that we're done with sports, wow. (laughs) I'm sure there's some other sport happening, like bowling or curling or curling golf golf is happening <clears throat> my boys four over par how he ended the day oh really <clears throat> he's fifth in fedex cup points however. yeah so that's a good thing so um why could you hear the excitement in his voice when i mentioned the fedex cup <laughs> and this means what is that okay. hds coming through <laughs> got a package people <laughs> by the way i just realized what your shirt says and i am i absolutely love it that's what? amazing yes for those of you who can't see it <laughs> which is all of you uh it's upside down his his shirt says it, it has a uh what it would appear to be a national park sign mm-hmm. and it says welcome to sark S-A-R-K, Chasm, C-H-A-S-M, National Park. Sarcasm National Park. Totally worth the four-hour drive. Isn't it? <laughs> I need to thank uh, publicly uh, Mr. Pete, our buddy Florida Pete, uh, for this shirt. He said he <clears throat> saw it and he thought of me. Maybe I need to resend him my address because I just keep not getting gifts in the mail. Get over it. He likes me better. It's I'm almost well, like family. He likes you better. Yeah. Well, you are family. Yeah. You know he has to. I'm still a slight acquaintance. I'm not family yet. You're pretty darn close, Bubby. <laughs> uh, love you, Pete. Um, Got to bust you up a little bit. All right. Regular news. Got any regular news? You know what? The only regular news I have, it just, it, I'm just going to mention this, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to walk away from it. <laughs> okay. Debt ceiling. 
Yeah, I don't care. We're done, boys and girls. <laughs> I'm We're done hearing about it. Done. Yeah, cooked, goose. Yeah. Rendered. Yeah. Over. Yeah. Done. And a Chinese military aircraft uh, became aggressive with a U.S. reconnaissance aircraft. Shocking. Recently. Yeah. That's it for news. I just, I just, I don't even want to look at it anymore. Well, I got some news. Okay, hit me with some news. I like good news. Well, over, uh, over the uh, Memorial Holiday weekend, <clears throat> I think that's when it was. There was a, uh, yeah, May twenty eighth, when this got put out. So uh, there was a very large country music festival in Columbus mm -hmm. at the Horseshoe, mm -hmm. home of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Mm -hmm. And uh, it drew record crowd numbers. And I thought you would appreciate this, which is why I brought it up as news. Okay. More than 63,000 people showed up at this year's Buckeye Country Superfest at Ohio Stadium. Mm -hmm. A total, grand total of 63,891. It's a good house. Last year, there were 63,148. Mm -hmm. um, so, record numbers, country music fans at the shoe. I thought you'd appreciate that. I, I do. That's, 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 <clears throat> yeah, that's really interesting. I can remember. I can remember. <laughs> back in my day. Back in my day, yeah. Um, Elton John and Billy Joel was one of the very first concerts that was ever played in the shoe. Really? Uh-huh. Wait, I, together at the same time? Together on the same bill. And together, yeah. Now, I was, my oh my. Yeah, I was living on uh, West Weber Road. Yeah. About. Uh -huh. Weber. Yeah, two and a half, three miles from yeah. the stadium. Yeah, Weber. And, and I remember getting home that evening and sitting on the front porch and hearing the concert. Uh-huh. Because the wind was from the south. Yeah. And it was, oh, <clears throat> it was so much fun. Yeah. Yep. I got one more news. Tell me. This is also because it made me think of you. The headline reads this. Ready? I'm ready. A nun whose body shows little decay since 2019 since her 2019 death draws hundreds to rural Missouri. Okay. Some say it's a sign of holiness in Catholicism, while others say it's a lack of decomposition. The, the lack of decomposition may not be as rare as people think. I'll go ahead and read a little bit of this because it's interesting. Hundreds of people flocked to a small town in Missouri this week and last to see a black nun whose body was barely decomposed since 2019. Some say it's a sign of holiness. Others say the lack of decomposition may not be as rare as some people think. Sister Wilhelmina, uh -huh. Wilhelmina, uh -huh. right? Wilhelmina, Wilhelmina? Wilhelmina. Okay, Wilhelmina Lancaster was exhumed in April, according to a statement from the Benedictines of Mary, uh -huh. Queen of Apostles. Uh-huh. In Gower, Missouri. I don't know what all that means. She was a Benedictine nun. Okay. Not the drink. 
All right. The nuns had been preparing for the addition of St. Joseph's Shrine, and that involved the re-internment, re-internment, right, mm -hmm. of the remains of our beloved foundress, Sister Wilhelmina. Mm -hmm. The statement said, when they exhumed Lancaster, they were told to expect only bones, since she had only since she had been buried in a simple wooden coffin, without any embalming, four years ago. Hmm. I would have anticipated that. Instead, they discovered an intact body in a perfectly pre preserved religious habit. Huh. The statement said that the nuns hadn't meant to publicize the discovery, but someone posted a private email publicly, and the news began to spread like wildfire. Volunteers and local law enforcement have helped to manage the crowds in the town of roughly 1,800 people. Wow. That's smaller than my hometown. Yeah. Uh, as people have visited from all over the country to see and touch Lancaster's body. Mm. <sighs> so so what's, what's the explanation here? Do they have any thoughts about why it is that she did not decompose as normally happens? Uh... Had she not finished her last symphony, so it was not time to, you know, decompose? Wow. Visitors were allowed to touch her, adding that the nuns wanted to make her accessible to the public. Okay. Because in real life, she was always accessible to people. Okay. The monastery said in a statement that Lancaster's body will be placed in a glass shrine in their church on Monday. Visitors will still be able to see her body and take dirt from her grave, but they won't be able to touch her. The Diocese of Kansas City, St. Joseph, also released a statement. The condition of the remains of Sister Wilhelmina Lancaster has understandably generated widespread interest and raised important questions, sure. the diocese said. At the same time, it is important to protect the integrity and moral, or sorry, the integrity of the mortal remains of Sister Wilhelmina to allow for a thorough investigation. Incorruptibility has been verified in the past, but it is very rare. There is a well-established process to pursue the cause for sainthood, but that has not been initiated in this case yet, the diocese added. Uh, the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of Apostles, also said that Lancaster has not yet reached the required minimum of five years since death for the sainthood process to begin. Right. Ooh, here we go. They want to be sure <laughs> she's dead. So that's the take from the Catholic Church side. Right. Rebecca George, my guy. I'm pretty sure Rebecca is not a guy. How do we know? We don't. Anymore. In today's we don't. world, we don't know. Anyway, she's an anthropology instructor at Western Carolina University in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Not West Carolina. Um, <laughs> uh, she says that the body's lack of decomposition might not be as rare as people are expecting. She says that the mummification of unembalmed bodies is common at the university's facility, and the bodies could stay preserved for many years if allowed to. Like if you don't dig them up and put them in a glass case for everybody to come poke at. <laughs> Coffins and clothing also help preserve bodies, she said. 
Typically, when we bury people, we don't exhume them. We don't get to look at them a couple years out. With a hundred years, I'm good with that. Uh, she, uh, with a hundred years, there might be nothing left. But when you've got just a few years out, this is not unexpected. So, there you go. Interesting, Sister Wilhelmina, Sister. holding it all together down there in Missouri, <laughs> causing quite a stir. Wonder what they were selling the dirt for. This is how skeptical <laughs> I am. This, this is my brain. It didn't say anything about selling. Dirt. I know, I know. But that's that's or where selling I went. tickets to be able to come touch a dead nun. Mm-hmm. But I know how. The, I mean, I've seen and read enough about like you know things of that nature, uh, relics and, and icons. Sure, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm so not shocked. Mm-mm, me either. Wow. Okay. There you go. <clears throat> That's my news. I'm done with news. You done with news? I'm done with news. That's news. That's news. And now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the <gasps> podcast. Is it really? <clears throat> do you hear all this phlegm that keeps just coming up in my I throat? I do. <clears throat> I apologize, people. He's, I've been taking my allergy medicine. He's pollinating. The pollen count must be incredibly high. I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't look. But I, I haven't. I keep getting this this voice coming on right here. Stevie Nicks. <coughs> and Barry White had a child. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's, that's Maurice White. Fun facts. <laughs> Maurice! The baguettes, Maurice! The baguettes! Hit me with some fun facts, Mr. Wilson. Okay, first off, let me just just mention this. This is a fun fact in my world. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. Because I, I have started a book, not writing, reading, by Harry Turtledove. Oh, see, you got me way too excited. Who is an alternative history guy. Now, he's got all kinds of aliens, science fiction, whoop-de-doo stuff, Okay. But he also has a series, which is an alternative history of the Civil War. Did did you say Harry Turtle? Harry Turtle Dove. Harry Turtle Dove. Got yes. it. Okay. Well, I have started this book, and I'm going, okay, well, it's Turtle Dove. Let's see how far out he goes. And I'm reading away, and it's 1863. We're focused on Robert E. Lee and what's going on in the Confederacy right before the Battle of the <coughs> Wilderness. Uh-huh. Um, or, as some know it, the Wilderness Campaign. Yes. Um, nasty, nasty, awful battle. Wonderful business. Trying to kill people from <laughs> 10 feet away when you can't see them. Um, really. <laughs> Just keep swinging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Yeah, anyway. anyway um, this group of people who claim they're from Rivington, North Carolina come to confederate headquarters and they they want to sell them new weapons and they describe this weapon and they can deliver it turns out a hundred thousand of these weapons to the confederate army in 1863 that's a lot that's a lot for 1863 that's a lot and after a demonstration of the weapons and its capability and its lightweight design someone asks well what do you call this weapon I say, well, it's called an AK-47. 
Turns, what? Turns out, because I have just turned what? this. Yes, I have just turned this corner. Um, that these people are from 150 years in the future. In other words, from 2013. And they somehow have been able. They have stole. They stole a time machine. It works only at 150 years. Nothing more, nothing less. See, for a minute, I thought we were completely legit in real life. And then you said AK-47 wilderness campaign. And I was like, no. Right. What he does is he takes all this factual history and then he throws throws your curveball into it. <laughs> so I'm at the point now where we're beginning the wilderness campaign. And now these people that have sold these weapons, these AK-47s, are doing so at an extremely cheap price because... They want the South to win for their own reasons. I think they're probably going to turn out to be really awful, hideous people that even the Confederacy can't stand in terms of their sure. ra- racism in general is what I'm seeing. Sure. But it just is fascinating to me because I've always had this thing in my brain that goes, what if like the South had Gatling guns first? Well, here's one with AK-47s. What if, what if, 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 <clears throat> If the American during the Americans during the Revolution suddenly had airplanes, what would that be like? I think about these things. I do. I really do. Really, 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 really. Promise me you haven't thought about that kind of thing before. Uh, of course I have. Oh yeah, he just said that. that yeah. Of course I have. He placates me with that. Anyway. Usually, though, mine go in directions like... Alien. Well, not necessarily. Did you see Cowboys and Aliens, the movie? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Tecumseh. Uh-huh. I think about things like, what if Tecumseh had just been like, you know what? I'm done. Screw yeah. all of you. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what they all pretty much did to him. Oh, absolutely. was like, nah, bro. Yeah, we're done. Can you also imagine the result if he had been successful? Oh, my. If, if the Battle of Fallen Timbers had gone differently. Well, not even that, but his whole agenda was to try to unify all mm-hmm. the Native American tribes together mm-hmm. because they're like, if we don't, these people are going to take everything from us. Mm-hmm. They've already proven that they will. And yeah. the uh, the tribes just refused to unite and come against us white folk. And so he was just like, <laughs> to the death, he was like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Can you just imagine what, what, what this country would look like? If the Huron, the Iroquois, the Shawnee, the Mingo, the Delaware, the, all these tribes, yeah. The entire eastern seaboard. Yes, and going to, to the, the center side, yeah. of the country. Yeah. If every Native American tribe had banded together and came against yeah. the Europeans who were spreading west, yeah. <sighs> shut up. Yeah. We wouldn't have heard about Daniel Boone and or Daniel Yeah, Davy it was Crockett, true. Daniel, Daniel, Danielle Boone. <laughs> <laughs> and his daughter, Rebecca. <sighs> um, oh, Simon Gertie for president. Um, <laughs> you gotta look that one up, folks. Just, just let me have my moment. Go ahead and look up Simon Gertie. <laughs> Half breed. 
That's all we ever heard. Um, anyway, <laughs> you ever heard the phrase "get your gertie"? Hurdy gertie. <laughs> whole different thing. Heard though, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, I had a fun fact. Okay, go ahead on. I was I talking to one. you about it ahead of time. Yeah. What did I say? Was this about the deer thing? Was that your fun fact? No. Wait, what? No. The trivia thing. No. We were listening to a, a, a podcast trivia thing. No. Uh, I was right. What? No, you didn't clue me in on anything about fun fact. About what it was. No, oh. I told you a fun fact. Oh, I don't remember it. I was that's 20 minutes ago i don't remember it either mm-hmm. all right well, i gotta get a new one go got, ahead we gotta stop hanging out together give me another one okay i'll find another ancient one. egyptians uh-huh held animals in great reverence indeed especially cats yes that is the downfall of an empire if there ever was one <laughs> the persian army took advantage of this trait during the battle of Pelusium in 525 BC, they painted the image of the Egyptian cat-headed goddess Bastet on their shields. Not to be the corrective type, but that would be Bastet. What? Bastet. Okay. Bastet. Yeah. Bastet. Uh Yes. Okay. Thank you. Well, I'm done now. No, go ahead. Right now. Continue. And, and, and you would think that would be enough, but what they also did oh, yes. was they placed real dogs and sheep and cats and other animals that the Egyptians loved and revered on their front lines. Uh-huh. The Egyptians, fearing that they would harm the animals, surrendered their position and ran away. Yep. The Battle of Pelusium. Uh-huh. Yeah. They were like, oh, these people really love and revere animals. So if the Chinese cross the border and they all have rainbow flags, oh, oh never mind. Oh wow! <laughs> Did you want to hear about the, the the battle of Magara, the siege of Magara? Let's hear it. Antigonus the second, Gennatus, stormed the city of Magara, two sixty six B C, with elephants. And the Megarans doused pigs with crude oil and or rosin and or other flaming material, set them on fire, and turned them loose. <laughs> Which, of course, panicked the elephants. Flaming pigs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is a scene in a movie. I want to say it's one of the Lord of the Rings movies where they say, oh, look at the olifants. Um, that I... I believe that one of the scenes in that movie in the war where they're using elephants as war animals uh, was inspired by that battle. Yeah. It, it, interesting stuff. The Great Battle of Magara. Um, Alright, I got a fun fact. Okay. But first I have a question. Please. To lead into the fun fact. Absolutely. What country holds the record for the highest number of islands of any country in the world. Number of islands. I'm going to go Scandinavia on this. Sweet. 
he's, I'm going to have to. He's s- drawing a map in his head. I am. I, I'm sorry. Um, Mike, I'm, the cartographer. I'm going to say. R two D two. I just did that, didn't I? You did. I am going to say Finland. You would be incorrect, but you would be close. You, I heard you mumble the correct answer. In Norway or Sweden? Sweden. Sweden, is it? Yeah, with an estimated 267,570 islands. That's a lot. Within its territory. Sweden holds the record for the highest number of islands of any country in the world. That's pretty cool. I would never have guessed anywhere, anywhere close to Viking country. Huh. I don't know why. I just wouldn't have. Yeah. My brain automatically went Caribbean. Oh, really? Yeah. Or somewhere in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a possibility. Yeah. 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 I went Caribbean or Asian. What about Minnesota? Minnesota, the land of a thousand lakes there. 10,000 lakes there. That's what it says on that there license plate. You oh, know? yeah. And all the land in between each lake is, counts as an island. You I see. think so. Yeah. Uh, well, that's all the fun facts we got. From the Unless you got more. Prairie. No, I'm done. I, I need to be done. I'm done, done. He chop chop. Are say, you done now? He chop chop. He said that's all for fun fact for now. Bye bye. <laughs> to our listener in Singapore, we apologize. <laughs> oh, I don't apologize. I was communicating effectively to my audience. <laughs> Become all things to all men that you might win me, some. Me chip. Me chip chop. <laughs> me chop at a button. Should Van Dam get them both at the same time? Ooh, ouchie. That would hurt. I'm not nearly bendy enough for all that. Nay, nay. Nope, nope, nope. Um, and I don't do bumps. Before we continue. Uh-oh, he's going to yell at me. I'm going to throw my wife under the bus. Uh-oh. Beep, beep, beep. This Saturday is my wife's 40th birthday. Aw. She turns 40 years old. Aww. This weekend. Aww. So, babe, I love you. Happy 40th birthday. There you go. Even though she doesn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> Why would anybody? Now, I don't think she does. I don't you, think she's ever listened to it, ever. Are you going to get her a fully preserved nun in a black hat? <clears throat> No, I would suspect at this juncture in that game, it's probably pretty closely guarded. I probably could have got away with it in the first couple of days. <laughs> but at this point, it's in a church in a glass case, and in the, in, in the archdiocese be looking at it pretty yeah, hard. Yeah, it's weekend at Wilhelmina's <clears throat> now. Yeah. I, ooh. But there's, yeah, there's a whole thing there. I want to open up a restaurant now. Weekend at Wilhelmina's? No, I just call it Wilhelmina's. Will, <laughs> Wilhelmina's Bar and Grill. Always on. All right, actually, you you could call you go full on, just call it Sister Wilhelmina's. Yeah, and have all kinds of really tacky, like Catholic icons and 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 yeah. relics and things yeah. all over the walls. Yeah. You could serve none the wiser. Ooh, that could be a meal. Yeah, none the wiser. None the wiser. Or uh, you could have drinks at the bar called like things like get in the habit. Yeah. See, there you go. Or or break the habit. Now you're thinking this. You're thinking this through. Yeah. 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 Um, you could do a plate with two different kinds of fish and call it mackerel snapper. 
Okay. Okay. That's that went right See, past. You went way deep. I did. Sorry. Sorry. I, I, I'm I'm surface level Catholicism. I don't understand the deepness. It used to be that Catholics <clears throat> were, were called macro snappers because they the rosary beads would click. And then of and course they the fish, fish thing on Friday They're, thing. So yeah, they were sure, sure. Yeah. 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 I did not know that castor beans were once used for rosaries. I did not know there was such a thing as a castor bean. Castor bean. I plant. know what castor is, and I know it comes from beavers, and I know it don't taste good. Right. Well, there is a castor bean plant. Beautiful plant. I grew them actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, beautiful screen. Are they hard? Are they hard to to grow? No, not at all. The problem with it is, as I discovered when I went to Oakland Park Nursery, and I said, "Do you have any castor bean seed?" Because I, you know, had them last year, and then I want to grow them again. And the poor lady looked at me and said, you're not allowed to have those. I said, what do you mean I'm not allowed to have those? She said, those are federally disallowed for public sale. What? Because from castor comes ricin. The chemical Is ricin that right? comes from castor bean. And I said, I have been growing those for years. <laughs> she said, you shouldn't have been. I said, I ordered the seeds out of a catalog. And she said, which one? I said, I'm not going to say now. <laughs> no further comment. Yeah. <laughs> nay, nay. That's a nay, nay question. But yeah. yeah. Okay, so never mind. I was going to say we could grow some castor beans and make some rosaries. Yeah, they're really cool, dark, hard seeds. That would and, be fun. Actually, I'd yeah, probably have fun with that. Yeah. I've, I've considered, I know some, I have some, uh, some wood carvers that I follow on, you know, Instagram and whatnot. Sure. A, a couple of them have made, uh, rosaries with a straight knife oh that'd be cool and, one uh, piece or threaded carving the beads no they, yeah, they carve, carving the beads yeah carve the beads carve the the cross and all that stuff yeah. and put it all together uh -huh. yeah just watching people hand carve beads with a knife uh -huh. just teeny tiny little beads uh -huh. i'm just like you're fascinated by that. This aren't is you? the most cathartic thing I've ever seen in my life. It would drive me crazy. <laughs> my wife, my poor wife, God bless her heart. My go to sleep playlist on YouTube is just, I, I have a probably about a six hour long playlist of carving videos that have no speaking, no music. It's just the sound of carving. Yep, you can hear the chatter, the, the axe work, every axe blow. You can hear the wood hitting the floor. You can hear the chatter of the knife going through. And it's just the sound of a blade going through wood. And that's my sleep. That's my go to sleep playlist. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Good. Good. True story. I've also got another playlist. There's a carver that I follow that has the most fantastic voice. Of anyone that I've ever heard speak, and he'll just sit and talk about carving while he's carving, and it just puts me to sleep. It's so relaxing. I'm just like I could just listen to this dude talk forever. There you go. I love it. Um, I love English accents. <laughs> it's just so relaxing. Just listen to people talk. Oh. By the way, yeah. One more thing before we move on into an actual topic. I'm rambling here a little bit. Most people who are close enough to know me know that I am a massive fan of all things Sherlock Holmes. Yes. 
I don't think there are any. Actually, I found out recently that there are some Sherlock novels that I have not read because they are not written by Arthur Conan Doyle. Right. right. And so I have been, best believe, catching myself up. Okay. Uh, Because even though it's not Arthur Conan Doyle and the, and you know, the, the stream isn't the same. Yes. But it's pretty close. Is it really? And it's, uh, I know I, I sent you or tagged you on something like that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I said all that to say this, the absolute greatest narration for an audiobook. Oh, okay. The best voice for a Sherlock Holmes novel that I have ever heard, and I've heard a lot of them. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, that probably would be. It is the absolute most fantastic I I was like, why is this dude not the voice for every Sherlock book ever on audio? Yeah. Because some of them really suck. Yeah. I mean, there are some narrators out there who I'm like, my goodness, you couldn't find anyone anyone better than this this is terrible but that man has he is sherlock's voice from i i don't care sort of looks like him as i picture too well he did a fantastic job in the show yeah i mean when they modernized sherlock for his his thing and i thought i was gonna hate it because i kind of irks me when people play with sherlock stuff right um but I really enjoyed it because it it really stuck to everything that is Sherlock and Watson, mm-hmm. like the the actual purity of 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 the stuff. It just took place in modern time, and they yeah. and they they yeah. they replaced things absolutely perfectly in that. They yeah. did it great. Yeah, yeah, I was. I enjoyed it a lot. It. Yeah. Yeah, I was the one so. with Lucy Liu, I don't like. Uh, you didn't like that. See, I that was sort I of, can't stand it. That refired me to Sherlock. I can't stand read. it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Drives me nuts. Okay. Good. Um, I've been trying to think, does Sir Arthur Conan Doyle use the word penguin in any of those books? Because, fun little fact, uh-huh. Benedict Cumberbatch has a block on the word penguin. You can't say it. Penguin. Penguin. It's the funniest thing to listen to him try to say it. Pangolin? Pangolin, pangolin. (laughs) But yeah, he's got, yeah. Pangolins are not penguins. He's got the yips. That's funny. Yes. Other topics. Any other topics? Is there anything real going to go on tonight? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) AK-47s. I mean, we can sit here and talk about it. I know. It's too weird. I'm sorry. I'm down. (laughs) Nuns in AK-47s. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, No. So so, uh, during Mike's sermon on Sunday, uh, something struck me uh, besides my wife's hand sitting next to me. Um, Excuse me? I said besides... Was she, was she striking hand. you? That's why I said something struck me besides her hand. I did not know she was striking <laughs> you. I would have wanted well, to see she it. She usually does several okay. times. Yeah. Um, no, there was a scripture, and I should probably look it up and figure out what the actual scripture is. Okay. Uh, but there is a scripture that talks about Circumcision of the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. 
and it struck me immediately that that, that had almost nothing to do with <laughs> the sermon <laughs> at all. <laughs> right, right. Because uh, it was kind of directionally different from that. Um, but it was just used in the sermon. Uh, but it struck me this concept of circumcision of the heart. Okay. And I thought, in a matter of like minutes, my brain did this like, I don't know, thinking judo thing and put a whole bunch of stuff together. Mm-hmm. And so I just made a note uh, in my phone. Uh, and I thought me we might uh, throw this around a little bit. Okay. So, I guess we got to go back to actual circumcision. Yeah, I would say. How far back do you want to start? Well, I guess I kind of want to talk about, I think most people uh, understand what the physical act of circumcision is. Yes. Um, if you don't, Google it. <laughs> There's no need, no, no need to get into the details of right. that on this podcast. Uh, but the why of circumcision, okay. I think, is the important thing here. Okay. What would be reasoning for circumcision? Well, what's mentioned in the Old Testament is the sign an indication that you are a a believer in uh, Yahweh, um, and it was prescribed, commanded um, that Jewish men would be circumcised. Uh, it, interestingly enough, I had a conversation Monday about this with somebody. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Um, we always think of circumcision as a you know an eight day old baby. Um, not a lot of, I mean, as near as we know, not a lot of trauma involved. Yeah, and I I don't know. I'm not. I don't want to. Sure. I don't want to talk about that. Sure. <laughs> but but here is a group of adult males who, in order to satisfy the command of their God, their Lord. They agreed to be circumcised. It takes a level of commitment to your God that is not just a passing fancy. It's not just a, yeah, I believe in you. Okay, that's cool. Thank you. I will. No, these are adult men. Um, I it, it struck me that, wow, that is, you know, God asks you to do some tough things sometimes. But how about if he asks you to do that? <laughs> yeah. That's one of those. You want a what? Yeah. <laughs> eh? <laughs> Come again. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and used as a, as, a, as a terroristic means later on in the battle. You know, David and the, sure. the, the, the Philistines. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, you're going to know who somebody is if that's what they're doing. You're gonna, everybody gonna know your name. <laughs> you ain't going into no town yeah, exactly. in that area without nobody knowing who you are. If you're the dude that goes around circumcising people in the middle of battle, yeah, 
Yeah. As part of your battle scheme. Yes. Hey, saw one of these. I'm just collecting. And I'm cool. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I need to talk to you for a second. <laughs> Do you know Yahweh is your Lord and personal Savior? <laughs> Knock, wanna? knock, knock. <laughs> door to door. You want to? <laughs> it's just oh. one teensy weensy little thing we got to do to you. Take care of it. Jehovah's Moel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, that, I mean, that's sorry. A, that's we, a, no, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, guys. <laughs> okay, but Wasn't yeah. That a Bonnie Tyler song, but never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, so there is spiritual cause or reasoning mm -hmm. for circumcision, actual mm -hmm. circumcision, but there are also health reasons Absolutely. for circumcision. Yes. Uh, the area of the organ that is removed is if not removed uncircumcised men are more prone to infection in that area mm -hmm. uh, and other health things right so looking at some of the reasonings behind circumcision and also it's an identifier as you said it's an identifier mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. it satisfies a religious i don't want to use the word religious i don't like that word it satisfies a commitment it's an act of obedience a willing act yes of obedience it is a marker of a belonging, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it gets rid of all the nasties that could cause you harm. Yes. In your most vulnerable areas. Oh, yeah. So I, I wanted to take time to point that out because in, in, in my heart and mind, sitting in, in church on Sunday, all of this happened in dominoes mm -hmm. in like seconds. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to slow down and recount all this so that mm -hmm. it makes sense when I get around to the other side. Mm -hmm. Are there any other reasons for circumcision that we missed? Not that I can think of, but I have a feeling there might be. The way you asked that question. I don't know. I was legit asking you. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. You smarter than me. I ask you. I'm not the mod. <laughs> so, it's, go ahead. No, go ahead. What'd you have? No, I'm I'm going to get ahead of ourselves, and I don't want to do that. I okay. Want, I want to follow your lead. Okay. How sweet of you. Taking these things, and then we look at this idea of circumcision of the heart. Right? So if we hop over here real quick to Romans chapter 2. I don't even know what version I have pulled up here. Romans chapter 2, verse 29. I'll get the King James, then we know we're right. <laughs> no. 
kidding. It's a joke. Uh, I legit do not know. Uh, maybe NLT? I don't know. Okay. Um, anyway. So Romans 2, 29 says, No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God, and true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit, and a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. Also, over here in John chapter 7, verse 22, it says, But you, now this is just mention of this, may or may not apply to what we're talking about. We'll get there. It says, But you work on the Sabbath too, when you obey Moses' law of circumcision. And there is a parenthetical here in this particular version that says, Actually, this tradition of circumcision began with the patriarchs long before the law of Moses. So if we go back over to the Roman one, go for it. Romans is so cool. Uh-huh. Because this is Paul's defense of his faith. Uh-huh. Having been a Jew and then being a Christian. Uh-huh. I mean, so... Just a little groundwork there. Go ahead. There's a lot to unpack here, and I'm trying to not get right. too no, crazy. I get it. I get it. Um, it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit. Okay. Right? This idea of circumcision of the heart. If we go back to the reasons that we just talked about for actual circumcision. The idea of circumcision of the heart, well, what is circumcision? It's removing of things that are in the way, are not needed, that cause infection. And can cause significant damage. Uh-huh. I mean... Physically and hygienically. Sure. I mean, this this can become an, a complete internal infection. Yes. Also, so let's just start there, okay? Yeah. The idea of allowing God to remove the most coveted parts of you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to put that. The most sensitive parts of you, the most, the things that you don't want him to remove in any way, shape, or form. Don't be messing. Right? Allowing, willingly allowing God to remove those things from your heart. Mm -hmm. Allowing God to get in your heart and start cutting stuff off that he doesn't think belongs there, that are going to cause you problems. Definitely not a fun process. However, when you're done with it, if you willingly hang in there and go through it. So later on, I'm 
pretty sure it was Jesus. It's a little late and I've been in the sun all day. But I think Jesus said that they'll know you by your love for one another. Absolutely. If you obey my commands, you love me. Right? Be transformed. Not conformed. Right? Have you ever met someone who has allowed God to do this process in their heart? Yes. Boy, aren't they marked? Obviously so. Don't they just stand out like a disco ball? (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. I mean, it's crazy. So, like, you go back to actual circumcision satisfies so so, how do I want to say this it was a sign Mm -hmm. that you belong to God that you have been set apart and you belong to God right am I saying that right yep I guarantee you you meet somebody who has allowed God to do this with their heart. You know they belong to God. Absolutely. They are marked. You can see it. Right. It is a tangible thing that you can see. Mm-hmm. That person is different. Yes. They love differently. Yes. Um. And it, it, go ahead. Let me go back just one second. Yeah. Um, sorry. This guys, idea. My, I'm sorry for stopping so much. Yeah. No, that's my okay. brain is moving faster than my yeah. mouth, and I'm yeah. trying to translate well, accurately. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm going to. We think about this idea as being a New Testament idea. This circumcision of the heart. No, the but other scripture said it went it's way not back in Deuteronomy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The law of Moses. Therefore, circumcise the foreskin of your heart and be stiff-necked no longer. That's talking about an attitude change yeah. in your obedience. Because we can obey without an attitude of obedience. Yeah. People call that religion. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. If you keep the... The requirement, the righteous requirement of the law, but have no heart for what you're doing, then it's of no value. Pretty sure that's in the Bible, too. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, this idea, uh, well, and there there it is. There's a, there's a giant stark contrast right there, right? Mm-hmm. This idea of walking around stiff-necked. Mm-hmm. These people who, I'm better than you mm-hmm. because I have not denigrated myself oh don't even like it don't yeah no i don't want to talk about that i i i have not <laughs> yes i i have not and will not submit to anyone y'all are crazy you and you're believing in your magic god in the sky over there i'm so much better than you i'm intelligent sure i'm too smart for that i'm too smart sure. to fall for that yep go ahead now I'm just trying to trying to phrase this properly. I have I, I, I have a friend. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Um, and from all outward appearance, um, you would think, well, that person would never have any difficulty these things of the flesh. But I found that this person does and has said to me, so boy, I started dabbling in this and I realized I think I could have a problem with this. <laughs> and it brought a whole new understanding about the relationship of God and his people uh -huh. and about how it's no, and, and to me, this is, this is where it was in me. It was a whole opportunity to understand that people are people and any, anybody can be caught up in something oh, for sure. along the way. For sure. We get caught up in religion in the same way. We, 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 we like I said, we get caught up in obedience without an attitude of obeying because we love. Obedience comes from love. But we're always looking for value outside of that in our obedience other yeah. than just love. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, you were talking earlier about these grown men, adult Jewish men who said, all right, God, if that's what you want, here it is. Right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the process that you have to go through with your heart. It absolutely is. And it, once, once, you, once you have said, okay, God, my life is yours. Everything in it is yours. All the people in it are yours. All of me is yours. Do with it what you want. He says, all right, cool. And then he starts doing things in you. And you're just like, Oh, this is going to suck. But this refining process yields so much fruit. That scripture over there said that it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit. When the Bible starts going on about the fruits of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, the book of Acts, right? Mm -hmm. This whole concept of being made new, transformed, not the same as you were, mm -hmm. right? That's what we're talking about. Right. You have to allow God to remove all of the bits that he doesn't want there. Right. And which he knows could be detrimental, could be spiritually unhygienic. Ooh, that's good. I like that. It's true, though. How, how, how much <laughs> I look back over the years at how many things God has sort of pruned out of me. Oh, my goodness. And I go, boy, if you hadn't got rid of that, that probably would have ate me alive. Yeah. That would have festered and festered and festered. 
And now I look at, there's things that I look at now and go, oh, uh-uh, nope, I'm allergic to that. Stay away mm. from that. Mm -hmm. That's not good. Yeah. Uh-uh, that makes me swell. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's well, like spiritually speaking, I mean, I'm using physical language here, but like spiritually speaking, there, I, warning bells go off and I go, oh, uh-uh, nope, not, not this dude. Uh-uh, yeah. run away. Danger, yeah. Will Robinson, yeah. run away. And it's like, those are the things that have been removed and not by me. Yeah. They just sort of gone away. Yeah. I, and interestingly enough, it's not, this is not entirely on us. What do you mean by that? The, oh, I'm allergic to that. It's, it's not entirely on us. Um, an instance in the last week or two when I felt attitudes rising up in me. Uh huh. I mean, and 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 prideful, arrogant, nasty, mean spirited, um, unhealthy, unhelpful, and I. And then you rolled out of bed. <laughs> As a God, I'm going to need you today. That was all before I got my <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> and no, but I was. I, I and and I I sent you a text. I was kind of describing this because like, I, I was on the edge of out of my head. It was uh -huh. what was going on was bringing up memories and bringing up instances and just grating on me. And I said, no, seriously, just pray for me, please. Just seriously pray yeah. in the middle of kind of a joke about it. Sure. But there was enough in me going, oh, I'm going to go someplace really awful in my head. Yep. And I said, yeah, yeah, just help me out. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, that's how we, you know, I guess I grabbed the EpiPen. <laughs> and said, I'm allergic, come on. <laughs> <laughs> help yeah. me, bruh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's good. We, <sighs> circumcision means nothing. Well, yeah, that was kind of the next place we need to go, isn't it? Well, yes. Because we've talked about reasonings behind it. We've talked about what it means, uh -huh. what it does. Uh -huh. Right? Yes. Was God intending for the Jewish people, Jewish men to maim themselves? No. In order to prove to, that they were his? No. And, and to be honest, when circumcision is done correctly and properly, it's not maiming. Oh, I know. <laughs> but, I, you know, the, the whole... But the there whole, was a story about a dude doing, uh, snatching his teenage son up and circumcising him with a rock, I believe. I don't remember. In the Bible. Maybe not. Maybe he circumcised himself. I don't remember. I don't know. But there was somebody getting circumcised with a sharp rock, and I, was, I always cringed when I read that as a teenager. How would they have done it? Obsidian? It's a sharp rock. Well, if it's obsidian, it's, it'd be pretty, pretty well. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> I can see both of us forming sentences in our heads right now, which is kind of fun to watch. <laughs> well, what? So, okay. So what are some, what are some, uh, some obedient observances? that people rely on much in the way that's that that some talmudic jewish teachers of the law depended on 
circumcision. How, how does that transfer to today? There, were, there was teaching that Abraham sat at the gates of heaven. This is a Jewish teaching. Sat at the gates of heaven, making sure that no one who was uncircumcised got into heaven. Oh, yeah. So okay. you're talking about like... I mean, he was like, you know, the gatekeeper. Sure, and, sure. And this is not in the Bible. Sure. Okay. Yeah, no. So you're talking about... So what is there today that equates to that circumcision sure. that we start holding people to? That standard. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Baptism. Sure. For one. I, like the act of being baptized? The physical immersion of a, of a person in a body of water. Does that save them depends on which church you go to <laughs> i grew up in that church and and i mean yeah same thing right whether you just get sprinkled or you get dunked right 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 and they hey, hey listen and they're they're dunkers that say sprinkling doesn't count sure um there are i have had conversations with people saying that the the act of being saved is a multi-step process mm. and the the final step of which being baptism and if you don't follow through with that last step then you didn't get all the way saved right that you know there's you you say the prayer you give your heart to Jesus then you blah blah, blah you have to you have to go then go baptize be baptized mm -hmm. which hey i fully agree you should be I if know you, I agree too. If not, you gave your heart to Jesus, you need a, to go get baptized. That's that's uh, that's no big deal. However, the act, the physical act of being baptized, is simply a outward physical representation of the inward act that happened, the inward work that was done in you. Same with circumcision. The point being that it's just symbology? I don't know. Is that the right word? What am I looking for? It's just an outward sign of something that happened inwardly. It's yeah, it it's it's an expression. It is it's a symbolic expression. Yeah. Of 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 what this this is in your life. Yeah. And it, and it's it's done publicly. Yeah. Which is important. Indeed. I am here. I am. This is what I believe, and I'm going to do this because I believe this. Yes, and this is what I'm commanded to do. Yeah. Now you can be baptized. You can be baptized and go live a reprobate life. For sure, says the person who did that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Same. And it doesn't mean the, the baptism itself has absolutely no bearing on my salvation in in the middle of my debauchery i was debauching sure um with an attitude and a heart that was completely uncircumcised and unsubmitted oh completely. <laughs> a, a circumcision and submission uh, or there's a, there's an indication of submission you think yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we talk yeah. about indicators right <laughs> yeah we talk about look locating people who have submitted to God, right? There are signs. <laughs> there are things to look for. 
Yes, but... But? I'm not going to use an outward sign to help me look at someone's heart, to determine anything about their heart. Why not? Determining where they're hearted is not my job. Okay? I am here to come. If, 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 if someone says to me, I want to do this, then I will come alongside them. If they really are not committed to doing it, then I'll be, I, I mean, I'll, we'll all know pretty quick. If, if I get an infielder that says, boy, I really want to learn to play shortstop. All right, here's how you do it. And we're going to work on these things. And the next thing I know, it's sloppy, lazy, not really caring, not listening, not doing. Then I go, oh, okay, well, you weren't really ready for that part. I understand. But I'm going to go talk to the, at that point, I'll go, you know, maybe this isn't what you really want. Is this more than what you thought it was? And why, why, why do you, are you choosing not to follow the instruction of someone who knows and has been through that learning process. Sound uh, familiar? Apply that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> apply that to walking with someone. Who yeah. Goes, Man, this is way harder than I thought it was. Yeah. I'm, I'm bagging on this. I know I'm never gonna do that. I don't, I don't wanna do this anymore. I really didn't wanna do it, evidently. Yeah. I love it when I just lob something out there and you just home run that son of a gun. <sighs> Works every time. So anyway, softball um, World Series. I think the I think I think the horse is dead, but we'll put a bow on it, right? For the state highway patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Still too soon. <laughs> Still too soon. Okay. Oh dear. Oh, that one went. Okay, sorry. Yeah, man, she's lost his drivetrain, and I'm reminding her about the last time his car went to shop. Hey, I know a place where you can take it. Never mind. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm having PTSD. Pete's what? Uh, Pete's in San Diego. Is he? I uh, know. But he did, I think he went to Key Largo. How? I was going to say, San Diego's a long flight for yep. Pete. Yep. So do, do you grasp, here, here's what, here I guess, do you grasp the similarities? And are you willing to give up the religiosity of obedience and not be stiff-necked about your or other people's obedience? Right. So a thing that I said well, I continue to say and have said for a while to my kids and to other people, uh, what's that mean about you? Yeah. Right? Right. Your ability to be right means absolutely nothing. Right. Your ability to hold all your shiny medals up and say, look at all the things that I got right mean absolutely nothing. Right. That's why in Romans, here we see true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. In other words, it's not just 
running through all the motions and checking all the boxes and doing all the things that you need to do so you can say, I'm right. Right. How dare you question me? I'm right. Here's my list of all the things I did right. Get out of my face. Look at all the things I do. Right? Stiff neckness. Walking around with that shoulders locked back, that head high, that chin up, walking around strutting Mm -hmm. like a Tom Turkey in April. Listen, it don't mean nothing about you. Because, rather, it is a change of heart produced by the spirit if you went and got go ahead (laughs) if you went and did all the physical things that you can do to show everybody around how much of a christian you are how much of a how much of a jesus follower you are but i'll have allowed no change inside of you then my brother, you didn't do nothing. Right. You 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 injured yourself for no reason. Right. Look at it this way. Were you claiming the love of God so that you could have value? Again, here in Romans, there in lies the rub. Yeah. Here's the qualifier. And a person changed with a changed heart seeks praise from God right. not people right. there's the qualifier you walking around with your as the other scripture said stiff neckness mm-hmm. with all your medals clanking on your chest about all the things that you've gotten right I got my Jesus pins and every time somebody doesn't point out how awesome you are and all the things that you got right <gasps> oh there's a whole nother ball of wax. Yeah. Then you're manipulating their appreciation uh-huh. and their glory, trying to scarf it on the way past. But here in the Bible, we read a person whose heart has been changed does not seek praise from people. They only seek to be right in the eyes of God. It's not about religion. It's about relationship. Right. Are me and God okay? Then everything is okay. I don't care what you think about me and God. Are there things he has put his finger on that I yeah, need to deal with that? I guess the other side of this, I don't know. I'll throw it out. I'll throw it out here. Are you willing to be humiliated? To be right with God? Yeah. Or have you here or oh yeah, go ahead. He's breathing. Or have you pointed your finger and said, "Well, I did that too." Mm-hmm. Why aren't you all happy for me like you are them? Why aren't why don't I get a gold sticker for doing that? It's, sometimes it's because you want the gold sticker. Well, yeah. I'd I, say I, I, all I, the time it's because you want the gold sticker. Well, and, and I, I have done this. Someone has been spouting and bragging about the thing they did. And I went, oh, okay, good. Bye, Joe Ban God, right? All righty, good job. And that's it. 
And then I stop the conversation and walk away usually because it's too easy to do things and not talk about you won't you won't believe what God did. See, th- there's a difference in sharing testimony about what God has done inside of you versus talking about all the things that you have done inside of God. If you're running around going, ooh, look at my circumcised heart. Ooh, look at that. There's a problem. (laughs) You missed it. (laughs) You don't get it. Yeah. You are deceived or you oh. just misunderstand yeah um huh uh is it john MacArthur and deceiving yourself <laughs> yeah yeah okay. <laughs> yeah yeah yep uh that horse is dead i think we got that one long live the horse <laughs> And for what it's worth, I'll throw this out here because I feel like I'm supposed to. Completely different topic. Well, it can be tied together. But it's in my mind. It's came to my mind several times, so I'll say it. If it blesses you, be blessed. If not, enjoy it anyway. If you are... If you have a relationship with someone, let me back up. He's just doing this to smoke the tires. (laughs) If you preface what I'm about to say, if you are married to such a person, that's your fault. You're now tied to him. You got to deal with Right. You don't get an easy out. Right. If you're not, listen up. If you are in a relationship with someone, and it could be a friendship, could be an acquaintance, could be a romantic relationship, Mm -hmm. uh, and this sounds familiar, if you are interacting with this person, And every ounce of everything they do comes back to them. And they are demanding and they are narcissistic and they are yanking and pulling at you and they are uh, emotionally and sometimes even spiritually attempting to manipulate you. And then all of a sudden you decide to go, huh. No. And you say no. And then they blow up. Yep. Run away. <laughs> now, if you are married to this person. That blow up may be the opportunity for teaching or learning. There you go. Or maybe not. But Or maybe not. But, but hey, this is the one you picked. Should have looked into it further. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But there is never, like, we, we talk all the time on here and other places about, uh, <laughs> uh, about how 
uh, we don't get to just like, you know, bail out of relationships because people do dumb stuff. Restoration, 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 restoration should always be the goal. But understand that an individual who is like that, and you'll know. Oh, yeah. You'll know. It, if you think you got one of these people on your hands, tell them no. Yeah. Just flat out refuse to do the thing that they say to do and watch how they change. Yeah. Everything was great till I said no. Yes. <laughs> and then all of a sudden everything exploded. I don't know what happened. All I did was say no. Okay. Hey, there's your cue. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That person mm-hmm. is consumed with selfishness. And other things. Yes. So, if you are in a romantic relationship with that person, but not married to them, I would recommend you end that relationship. Get out of there. Uh, that oh, is yeah. not a good place for you to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know who that's for, but there you go. Okay. You know what? Mr. Wilson? I have gotten to watch in the last few weeks someone do things that are very difficult for them to do. Um, And by watching them and listening to them talk about it and watching them obeying God while they do it, things they don't want to do, that costs them personally. I am blessed by watching them do difficult things and go, yeah, but that's what God's doing. I also got to see it again today group of young people came into the church. Um, they're from Cleveland. Oh, yeah? They're just talking with all the churches in the Marion area and either wanting to partner with or plant a church in this area. In the course of that conversation, my radar was up. Sure. Um, they never once asked for money. I asked them if we could pray. And we did. And I was impressed that these young people seem to to really have a handle on what it is they're doing. Modern day urban missionary work. So it was kind of cool. We had a a neat conversation and got to talk about things that are going on here and around town. So anywho, you never know when that opportunity is going to come up for someone to be a blessing. And you never sometimes know when it's going to be you that's being the blessing. All you have to do is obey God and love other people and let His Spirit do the work. Love you. Bye. Somebody to bless.